It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson Razor. Henson Razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com holiday. And now, it's time to talk telly with the best TV trio since Anton Deck dished Bruce. It's time for Luke, Luke, Gary and Matt with the Custard TV Podcast. Let's go! That be it, the Custard TV Podcast. The only place on the internet that says don't just listen to the podcast, listen to the podcast. There's another catchphrase that I think will take... (laughs) Well, it's it's a bit like Ant and Dex. Don't just watch the adverts. Win them. That's what I was going for there. Come on, it's quite a relevant show. Right, we're doing this again. It's the Custom TV Podcast. I'm runner and editor and uh, all things to all men on (laughs) thecustomtv.com. Speaking of all men, I've got two with me. Uh, One is Matt. Hello, Matt. Hello. How are we this evening? And uh, one is Gary, or as I like to call him, that popular 80s game show, It's Hungry Hungry Gary's. Yay! What are you going yes. for, takeaway-wise? Uh, well, uh, it, it's here, it's the in the microwave, waiting for when I'm um, finished. But that's not the same, putting a, mi- uh, a takeaway in the microwave. No, 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 you it's just in it. the micro. it's just, it's in the micro. it's in a container, and then it's in the microwave, so that it, you know, in the hope that it keeps Keeping it hot. Keeping it warm, I get you. Yeah. Now, yeah, yeah. now, get, now, Matt, I don't know if you noticed, there was a, there was a caginess to, to the answering of the question, what are you having from the takeaway? He oh, hasn't sorry, answered well, that yet. Um, there's some, uh, rice, there's some mixed veg, and oh. some, um, shredded chilli beef. Nice. I'm glad that one of us on the podcast each week has some food that's been shredded. <laughs> that's going to be... That's the <laughs> new thing. The shredded wheat count, because I have that yeah. somewhere. Yeah, okay, yeah. Shredded All cool podcast beef. people have uh, shredded wheat and shredded beef on the menu. If you've not heard this podcast before, despite appearances, and uh, it is a TV podcast, we talk about the best and the worst on the box. Um, so let's kick it off with the news... And despite us agreeing 30 seconds ago that Matt was going to do all the hosting... (laughs) Oh, yes! Yes! (laughs) Sorry. Matt, what's coming up on... uh, I'll hand over to Luke for the news. (laughs) Well done, Matt. (laughs) Thanks, Matt. That was killing me. (laughs) You know the ITV now, they've got their new catchphrase, you know, where news lives. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, I think ours should be, when where news comes to die. (laughs) <laughs> and sometimes it's apparent that we can just make the news up and it gets in the big <laughs> So we, we can go through the news fairly quickly, though, so I don't step all over Matt and Gary's time. Glee, the popular singing music American well, extravaganza really series for Fox. For, um, for, you know, legal reasons. Well, it is popular. I've come yeah, to terms popular. with it. Not with us, it's, but with... Oh. No, but with people of... 
the television people. Uh, what series five and series six uh, are uh, on the way? They've been confirmed by Fox. Um, very, very three... unusual for American shows to commission two series in a row like that. And um, uh, the Big Bang up. Theory got it as well recently, didn't it? Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, there's the very. I like the Simpsons gets. I mean, it is Fox, isn't it? So they, you know, they dish yeah. out series. To I think Fox are quite lazy. Mm. They go, oh, we may as well give them two. Save us thinking about it next year. Unlike um, actual boxes. Yeah, so not the ones that live in my garden, are great. <laughs> are they the people? Are they the things that shredded your beef? Yeah, they're very good. They don't charge yeah. much. Um, also coming back, series two of um, BBC Three's army comedy Bluestone Four Two. I have to be honest, I haven't seen any of this, and I was kind of put oh, off by a lot of the reviews. I, I, thought, uh, I uh, again. I saw the first. Hang one. on, let's have a bit of silence before Matt says this. <laughs> one, one two, three. I saw the first one. Yay! And uh, yeah, it was all right. It was sort of very sort of traditional sitcom set in Iraq sort of thing. But I think people have your average it. sitcom set in Iraq. Yeah, yeah. It? Well, it, but I mean, it's like a traditional sitcom. Only it is set in Iraq or is it Afghanistan? It's one of them. And bomb the, the Middle East found a bomb disposal unit, but it it seemed pleasant enough, and obviously it's it's sort of uh, gathered enough of a following to get a second series. I think things um, have to be pretty bad not to get a second series on BBC Three, don't they? Yeah, I mean uh, the, the the uh, I think some girls got one, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, will you stop on? We'll do a podcast once when that doesn't bring up the uh, very maligned <laughs> BBC Three. Girly sitcom, some girls. I don't know when that podcast will be, but we will 20, do it. It's usually off air that we talk about it, to be fair. That's true, yeah. <laughs> no, it's usually off air that you talk about it. Um, <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, speaking of uh, something coming back for Series 2, the great sewing, great British sewing bee with Claudia Winkleman and a load of needles, that'll be coming back for uh, Series 2. I'm amazed, but it's found a following. So, who am I to it has, complain? It's, pro- it's proved popular with the young, apparently. It's, it's made the young become knitters and so and so. Well done. Vera, the ITV crime drama starring Brenda Blethyn, which I cannot stand. Uh, series not 3 is not... It is, Gary. Television should be only aimed at me. Well, um, if you've got your living room set up, right? Yeah, but I'm sorry. But this is aimed at the, the middle... This is aimed at, you know, the comfy slippers brigade. I have a pair of comfy slippers. Series 3 hasn't gone out yet, but we know that Series 4 is on the way. Um, Sharon Osbourne has uh, sort of semi-announced this week she's on the verge of re-signing for the X Factor for ITV and Alan Sugar confirmed on Twitter that The Apprentice whoa, 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 Series whoa, 9 Whoa, 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 can we just go back to the Sharon Osbourne news and go, yeah, well then who is she replacing? I, she's replacing one of the Minogues Oh no, they're not on no, it Mino- Minogue is doing ITV's doing the what Australia I've heard, version What I've heard is the line-up they're going for is Gary Barlow, Nicole, Sharon Osbourne and Louis Walsh in oh which my case, god! Then I don't think I'm going to be watching the X Factor much Nor this year. Nor do I. Nor Why? do I. Because um, for a start, I think we said this before: having Sharon Osbourne back is almost like going backwards mm. um, for the show. Nicole Scherzinger just irritated the heck out of me last year. Louis Walsh is hanging on by a thread. Musical credibility. 
Oh, they lost that a few years to ago. To least support. Well, but no, but yeah. with music fans, the people that bought music, at least at least Talisa was current. I mean, it's the same way that if you remove if you remove Jesse J from The Voice, you kind of lose that kind of current feel. I know I know the other Danny's quite current, but and so is Will I am reasonably, but you know, you're going to lose a lot of the younger people watching possibly. A lot of people don't give you credit for how down with the kids you yeah, really are. Gary. Yeah, <laughs> Gary picks pop, I think that's it. That's it. And also, uh, is and there slightly, cause there's been a lot of rumours in the press about the relationship with her uh, her estranged other half, Mr. Osborne, uh, at the moment. George so, George. yeah, Ozzy. Not George. <laughs> Not George, no, no, no. That's, that's, that's her brother, I believe. Because um, there's marital <laughs> problems there. Is that gonna, That's probably going to cause a problem, isn't it? And then... Well, Ozzy's just going to stumble on stage drunk during like <laughs> during like guilty pleasures week. And... Yeah, let's get this back on track before we turn into the custard councils. Um, the Apprentice has been confirmed to return for series nine by a very reliable source. Lord Sugar confirmed it will be on Tuesday, the seventh of May, and on Wednesday, the eighth of May. We will be reviewing. So they're doing that. that thing they did last year, where the first two episodes are sort of the day after each other, which is I think quite good. Well, I, do, I, I don't know. Do you no. think the 7th and the 8th will follow this year? Yeah, and then they'll it do episode 3 on the following Wednesday. Right, because the 7th <laughs> and the 8th will definitely follow each other in that week. I believe no so. Way. If, May is, if May is anything like every other month. <laughs> okay, and the other bit of news, which may be a bit insider for people, ITV have bought... Um, the the Garden Production Company. Now, that's not going to mean much to you, as it didn't to me, but they're the, the company behind Channel 4's biggest successes, 24 Hours in A&E, and another one that Matt mentioned earlier. BBC's Inside Claridge's. There you and go, Matt. And the, and the audience as well on Channel 4. And the audience, which I don't think is coming back. So that <laughs> is the news. But on, on this, this podcast, podcast not recently, did somebody not say that there was a BBC programme which was made by ITV Studios, or the other way round? Yeah, there is Shetland. a lot of that, there is a lot of that going yeah. on. And I, I was, as we said before, 24 Hours in A&E has been confirmed for Series 4 and Series 5, according yeah. to the release. So, I mean, that's going to be around on Channel 4 for a while yet, so I won't worry too much, Luke. I, I'm worried, Gar- uh, Matt. I'm just a ball of concern. <laughs> Not anyway, um, it's not just news we cover, so over to the review section, what we've been watching this week. Okay, yeah. Uh, firstly, we'll just, I mean, Broadchurch was on Monday and we've talked... Oh, God, I missed it! Extensively, extensively <laughs> about that, so I would I just say that we did a whole podcast on Monday that is still up on the website or available on iTunes, and you can listen to all of our chatter and our brief interview with uh, Simone McCauley, who played Becca. Right, moving on to uh, things we haven't talked about much yet this week. Uh, Who's Britain's fiddling got... with something that I can oh. hear a lot? Has somebody got... I was just about, about to sort of send a message rather than putting it through the general podcast. Oh no, I'm much less professional than that. <laughs> Some... so, just yeah. sit still and enjoy our company. Somebody's moving the uh, their, their microphone across the... Uh, uh, you know, world, something. yeah. It so can't be it. me, because I noticed it. Anyway, well, it can't on. be me, because I was the one that was about to message it, so it must be that. <laughs> it's probably me. Let's get, let's get on it. Let's get on with it. I've, okay. You know, I haven't got a proper microphone. It's only, it might be my computer moving about. Uh, yeah. Oh, Matt. 
Send your PayPal donations now to get Matt a proper <laughs> no, microphone. Yeah, there we go. This is the sort of thing that Comic Relief didn't cover, isn't it? I'll get I'll get a Kickstarter <laughs> going. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, so back to to uh, regular programming. Britain's Got Talents uh, continued this week up against The Voice. Uh, now The Voice has been moved back, so it's not to clash with Britain's Got Talents. So we'll talk about ITV first. Uh, Luke, what did you think of this week's Britain's Got Talents? It it was I enjoyed it more from a comedic point of view. I didn't like the um. I, well, I say I didn't like. There wasn't as much talent on the no, show. But it was still a very entertaining show with with um. I need you tonight, which is bound to be this year's where me keys where me phone phenomenon. Yeah. Uh, without getting involved, I, I I just think it's a fun it's a fun show to watch. It doesn't with take itself people. too seriously, which no. is what I like about it. Mm. I mean, I thought. The sort of, uh, you know, the rows between the judges were a bit sort of, you know. Yeah, but even that was done. Even that was done a bit tongue in cheek. And yeah, it, it just, yeah. It's just, it a, it's just a fun show to watch. There wasn't enough sort of like wow talent like there was in the first episode. I mean, those I those brothers were all right. The, uh, I have to be the, honest with you. When you yeah. said we're going to talk about the Britain's Got Talent and the Voice, I really struggled to think what I'd what was on yeah. Britain's Got Talent. I mean, the, the big acts this week were the the brothers who came. You know, the ones who were sort of opera singing. The singer who was who yeah. you know was just a bit near, who's probably best suited to the X Factor or the Voice. But, or but the like. problem was is that that then reminded me of the bloke last year. I yeah. kept, I, think, I think you tweeted, didn't you? Or I tweeted he was going to be you know next week he's going to be revealed as he went for the Irish Voice, and you mm. very cleverly said his dad made him go for the Irish Apprentice, yeah. but he changed <laughs> his mind, which was very good if you know the story <laughs> that was behind that. And then I said, why isn't Matt this funny on the podcast? And he didn't reply, so I clearly... Because he hasn't got a proper microphone. Yeah, I know, yeah. So, yeah, um, those, obviously not as memorable a a show as the first one. Uh, The Voice this week, uh, surprisingly starting with the... uh, the contestant who ended last week's Britain's Got Talent, Alice Fredenham, who did well, not... Well, I thought that was... I thought that was, A, clever programming, you know, get out of the way, because... And also, it hopefully draws a few people over from Britain's Got Talent, because that's when... Because as she came on, they had their last five-minute section, didn't they? With, on that, with that Mr... What's his name? MC yeah. Man, or whatever. Who started off rubbish, so I have to admit, I turned off... Well, he Tim, didn't. He didn't exactly better. get amazing, did he? It was one no, of those. No, clearly of... the audience got behind him yeah. from what I've seen. So, I, th- I thought the voice was quite solid. Although, I, again, I'm going into the I'm really annoyed by Will I Am phase of my watching of the voice. He's yeah. just beginning to get annoying now. What I, if he what turns I... up with the with the Olympic torch, yeah, you're then you're an animal. Then the, then we know it's time to. What I did it. like is now that they've condensed it to an hour, which feels about right. It's not yeah. ninety minutes anymore. It feels like there wasn't that whole introduction part, was there? They just went straight into this first act. And they don't have as many sort of full videos for every act because they're not not everyone is that interesting. I mean, some people have got the backstory, um, and we've had some in the past who've had like you know former successes, like the the woman from Cleopatra a couple of weeks ago. I mean, this week stand out. This week stand out for me with the two women singing the opera. I think they were the best. I, and the one thing I did love was the fact that Will I Am pressed his button immediately. Yeah. They started. I thought that was really good. Well, the I one I, was was the, guy, the guy that didn't get through with the um, uh, Tourette's. Yeah, that's me, actually because obviously it's sort of one of these. Ta- you're sort of programmed when you're watching these shows to think anyone who's sort of got like a condition will get yeah. through. 
but they did they did sort of give him sort of a like a happy ending by letting him sing another song yeah. and they said and yes, the second song was so around. much better yeah well i don't know why you would go on a blind audition show and sing footloose i don't know it just uh, seemed a bit odd to me no yeah you're quite well, right I'll, well i'll cancel it for next year then <laughs> Go with that other choice, Luke. Go with halfway to the danger zone. I was gonna do. I was gonna do a medley of Kenny Loggins' greatest hits. I That's what should. I was gonna do. You've spoiled that name now, Matt. Name that third I'm... Kenny Loggins song. Um, that is that's me done. That's it. <laughs> but I must say, just an important tweet before we move on. I've just heard on Twitter, uh, Lenny Henry is sending the One Direction boys over to Matt's house. Uh, in a plea that um, they will tell the story of a boy without a proper microphone. It's going to be harrowing. It'll be on BBC One next Friday. So that's something to look I look forward to that. I'll sell tickets. I'll make quite a, I'll, I'll, if, if One Direction perform in my front room, I can sell tickets and from that I can afford a microphone. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway moving on. Moving on, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the, the Ice Cream Girls' new uh, psychological drama started this week on ITV on Friday nights, uh, according to the uh, document in front of me. 4.9 million watched it, which is quite good considering it is up Is that yeah. people or ice cream lovers? Have, <laughs> I got must be... up against, have I got news for you on a Friday night? It obviously seems that people are yeah. like a different thing than comedy on a Friday night. Uh, I, I was slightly impressed. I mean, that that's that's kind of only sort of about half a million, maybe a little bit more less than Endeavour was getting on a Sunday night 8 o'clock slot for ITV. Yeah. So, I mean, there is sort of embedded interest in the, as much as this was a book, so there is some sort of interest yeah. in seeing. I know someone I work with was, was talking about seeing it because she'd read the book. I mean, basic plot is two girls um, who were friends briefly in the summer in, like, 95, I think it is. Uh, both had relations with an older teacher. They ended up, well, he ended up dead. One of them stabbed him, but we're still not sure which one. And then we see them 16 years later. One's come back to see her mum. The other's just come out of prison. And yeah. it's all to do with who actually did it. Who, did someone I bet get it would be the policewoman's husband, and everyone will have guessed it. Yeah. There's no policewoman in it, though, is there? There was. Oh, there was. Yeah, comedy yeah, but her husband wasn't in it in the first no. episode. <laughs> could I, could I, can I go first on this one? Because I really liked it. Yeah. I, I wasn't expecting much out of this. When I watched the previews, I think I said this when we previewed it, I wasn't really sure what this show was about. And I know that when Max played it last week, I thought, oh, okay, if it's about solving that murder, if it's about actually using the flashbacks in a way of solving the issue, then I was quite okay with it. And yes, to start with, I was a little bit annoyed by the flashbacks. Actually, they grew on me, and actually I really liked it. And the main performance, the woman um, who's come back who was in um, DCI Banks. Lorraine Burrows. I thought she was excellent, very believable. When she panicked and avoided the police... Mm. uh, I, I, I just thought, yeah, this is this is really believable. I enjoyed it as well. I liked uh, Jodie May as well as the other girl who came back from prison who had sort of like a haunted look in her eyes of someone who sort of is steadfast that they didn't, you know, commit this murder. Also, I liked Martin Compton who played the the teacher. Who we did know who did we not who we did not know was Scottish when he was in um, Line of Duty. It's very bad of him not to have said that at the start of every episode of Line of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> what you're about to see is a Scottish person with an English accent. That would have let us know. But yes. yeah, I, I like the sort of the way as well they differentiate between the two time periods. Like the summer the the flashback ones are seen in more sort of a 
you know, a, a brighter light almost, like, so we know. It's like an Instagram picture. Mm. But yeah, I enjoyed it as well. I don't think Luke, you've not seen this, have you? Well, I, I haven't seen it, but it's not th- from the lack of trying. I, I want to see it. Um, it's, it. The one thing that's encouraging about it is that the Friday night slot, which I did worry about, and mm. I did sort of cynically think, are they sticking this on Friday? Because they don't have much faith in it, and they don't mind if it gets knocked by. Have I got news for you? I think it's a good sign that all those people, four, four and a bit million, s- uh, tuned in for this on a Friday night when traditionally that's where we see a comedy slot. I think it's good, good on you, ITV, and good on you for for bringing three-part dramas think that we we'll can be just saying that when we get to a bit later when ITV have decided to put two comedies on a Monday night mm. which we think this could have easily been reversed and they probably would have done better but we won't know that well, until yeah. we see the results I, mean, I think the comedy we'll talk about them in a little bit when we we see, Matt and I have both seen the comedies yeah although Matt enjoyed one more than the other and I I don't know what I felt about the second one that Matt liked but both of them I mean I have a, a I have an issue as you know with with things that don't feel like they should be on in that prime nine o'clock slot, taking yeah. it up, Scheduling. taking the place yeah. of something else. Those two comedies, whether people like them or not, they're not nine o'clock prime time. Sit down with the family, sit down with your curry, sit down with with friends and watch those. And the ice cream girls, whatever it is, that's found an audience. So I'm happy about that. Yeah, thumbs yeah. up. I'll and watch I'm more happy one. that Gary liked it because that's yeah. almost. I'll watch the second one. It no. might fall apart, but... I might not, but there we well, go. Of course, why yeah, why would you it. not, Matt? Because it's, no, because no, I was only being one. facetious. I will watch the second one. Oh, I video. see, Matt. I see. I you did comedy. Own. Yes. Oh. Do it again, because I missed it. I might not watch the second one, Luke. Oh, Matt, you person. <laughs> <laughs> He's less violent this week, isn't he, Matt? I don't know if you've noticed. There's, there's been no well, threats to your life or punching you. Not yet. We're quite early on. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Uh, speaking of threats to, to life, I know program. what's coming. I don't think Luke has watched the uh, the Saturday night documentary, The United yeah. Television America in Prime Time. This uh, was hosted by Alan Yentob. And, uh, My favourite of all the Yentobs. All the, all right. the Yentobs. But um, basically went through uh, the history of America in prime time. He's doing four different uh, shows uh, centering around four different subjects. The first one was the American male, the the father of the house. So it looked like it looked at the fifties and went through to sort of stuff like Mad Men and Breaking Bad. Uh, the Sopranos was in there. Gary, what did you think of this? I know you- uh, th- this television program was written with me in mind. Uh, Alan Yentob has, has, has invaded my brain space and written a program just for me. The minute I saw David Lynch, I knew being I didn't want to watch it. Yeah, well, no, but the minute I saw David Lynch being interviewed, and then there was talk about The Sopranos, and and next week apparently is all going to be about Twin Peaks, and then there's one that's going to be about politicals, and it's like, oh, please, I, I I, I'm already thinking, can I buy this box set now? Yeah, I, I mean, watch that program again and again. I think they did a good. What they're doing is sort of looking at the history, how the yeah. history and how the sort of the image of the of the man has changed. Because at the start, obviously, they had the the. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe with LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Dads who are all, you know, in charge of the household. And then it gets to sort of like all in the family, which is their was their version of uh, Death is Do Part. And then obviously the the HBO phenomenon and, and the cable stuff with like Big Love as well and Sopranos, which we mentioned. I really enjoyed it as well. I think this I enjoyed the second episode, which is on this Saturday, a bit more because as, as Gary already mentioned, Twin Peaks. Also Seinfeld in there as well in episode two. It's yeah. all about the misfits, so that's a good one, especially for us uh, on this podcast. But yeah, it's a really good documentary. Anyone who loves their TV, especially their American TV, should yeah. really look at it because it is really well made. And there are basically everyone who's done anything to do with TV in America is no, knowing the people that I know. I, I automatically contacted people on Twitter yeah. and said, "You need to watch this program." You know, people that you I use the phrase about it. knowing the people I know. No, but knowing people. No, but I mean, obviously, a lot of the people that I've made contact with like the similar sort of shows. You know, you know, on okay. Twitter, you see. So out you're saying that sometimes you don't know the people that you know. <sighs> Let one go, Weir. Because <laughs> 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 I just wrong, leave me alone. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I immediately talked about this, and I actually mentioned it to a few people at work. So this program had a very big effect on the fact that I actually went out and recommended it, which is unusual, I think. I've done this breaking news joke before, but I want to announce I can retire. I will no longer be on the Custard TV podcast, for I have just checked and I am being followed by the broad church slug. That's Brilliant. it for me. That's the pinnacle. How many people are gonna... following that? Is it just you again? <laughs> Security <laughs> man. <laughs> Let me check. Hang on. No. <laughs> church stuff while we're here i did notice that the actor that played danny latimer is getting a bit of press at the moment which is uh, great he wants yeah, to well yeah so no. <laughs> and um and, and he's a he's a you know aping for a role in uh, doctor who i believe so from what i read 769 followers and only one of them right. is me right yeah. so, gary you were saying you were recommending american prime time to people I don't think anyone will recommend the right way to anyone that they like. This was the new sitcom from Ben Elton. Uh, <sighs> he's, not, he's not Sir Ben Elton, is he? Because if he is, he's just... He's if not he, if he's to be taken away, taken away... I don't think he's got any honours, and I doubt, I doubt he will after the oh. right day, in which David Haig, who uh, obviously they work together on uh, Thin Blue Line... Uh, he plays a health and safety officer who's basically befuddled by modern life, I would say. Oh, well, but, Ben getting befuddled in, though. But the, but Very the jokes, happy about that. Yeah, the jokes are as old as, I don't know, Gary, probably. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a horrible, horrible programme. It's about health now, and safety. Now, you see that laugh? That is more than Luke laughed watching yeah, that, the programme. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <then. Yeah. laughs> Why is he called the right way? Is his character called something Yeah, Gerard right? White. Right. Uh, fine. And obviously, it's about how this is. What, what I would say is they're trying to do something that's quite similar to an American programme that I like called Parks and Recreation, which is currently showing on BBC4. Which is kind of done in this style, but of course the Americans do it with humour. 
and character. Yeah, humor. This to me lacks is any characters. It's mm. all it's got is caricature. And you, you think this is from Ben Elton who wrote Black who wrote Blackadder and things like that, and obviously even the thin blue line, which was quite enjoyable. Uh, this sorry. We now know that that was mostly due to Richard Curtis, then. Mm. And the thin blue line was all down to um, Ron Atkinson. But, uh, I mean, it just seemed to me, this seems like a programme that Ben Elton, he, you know, when he started and was this big, you know, alternate comic. comic. If this had been around during that time, he would have made oh, fun of it. Yeah. But he now he's the one writing it, and this is what happens when these comics, you know, get to, you know, middle age and, and beyond. And start, you know, have, it's basically to me seemed like therapy about him voicing yeah. his things about Mon. Like the scene in the shop where he's arguing with the the assistant who won't serve him. I was thinking this has probably happened to Ben Elton, and he can write it into his sitcom, even though it's not funny in the slightest. The, the only thing that was slightly amusing was the sequence in the bathroom when he's trying to do the tap and the soap. Oh, really? But, I, but it, only in the sense that I thought it was reasonable slapstick. Mm. But then as soon as the other bloke came in, the slightly camp with a Welsh accent, yeah. gonna, I thought, no, this is just going to do horrible caricatures and bad puns. And it did. And I actually, I was very disappointed with this. Mm. Uh, well, just, well, well, you don't need to know my opinion on it. You know my opinion on it. It's, it's the most horrendous comedy we've seen for a long time. I've said it before. We've got drama sewn up, we mm. need to work on comedy. All the channels need to work on comedy. It is easy to point the finger at Ben Elton, he wrote the disaster. But a lot but Ben Elton just doesn't come in and go, here's the script, I've got a load of actors together and we filmed it, here you go. A load of people have to green light this and yeah. say, Yes, this is good enough for whatever night of the week we want to stick it on on BBC I, One. I, I Who the heck watched this and thought, Yes, this is supposed to be on on BBC One in 2013, it's a disgrace. It's it makes the Royal Bodyguard look like it's got a bit more of a potential. You'd think they'd learn from that. We won't it's see a second series. To, to me, this had a real Citizen Khan feel. Mm. You know, and it, it was on at the same time as well. Citizen you know, Khan is it? back for a second series, don't oh, Yeah, of course. Yeah, the nightmare. Continues. But I mean, at least Citizen Khan. That had a demographic that yeah. was going for, yeah. but the right way is just like I mean, even if it was on in the eighties, people would think this is really dated. It's just yeah. incredible. Is it's this the best? Is this the best we could do in two thousand thirteen? I hope really not. hope not, and it's a shame if it is. It's a disgrace if it is. Um, and I know a lot of people. I think a lot of people watched it in the end out of curiosity yeah, because of curiosity the feedback. Because people were talking on Twitter, and then more people yeah. were joined in. Well, well that's fair. That ha that's what happened with Splash, wasn't it? That started off, and it basically the audience only grew because people were watching to see how bad it was. Mm. Yeah, but Splash did have sort of a, is a different. Yeah, I think a different beat to Splash, and it was on Saturday night, which yeah, is prime time. So Splash, I do agree, but it's yeah. demographic. You know, it's, yeah. it was on when it was meant to be on. Definitely, uh, I, I didn't have as much of a problem with Splash, which was you know it was what it was. People, you know, celebrities diving. That's what you got. Whereas the right way, as Luke said, you know, there were so many people who could have said no to it. I, I, I don't have a saving grace for, 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 for the right way. The acting, the script, the way it was filmed, uh, there's nothing I like. I warned as many people on Twitter on Tuesday as I could, if you watched it and you feel upset, 
Ben, you've only yourself to blame. Yeah, maybe we you. should be telling them now how they can get in touch and tell us how much they hated it by telling us, you know, on Twitter. If you want to get in touch with me on Twitter, no, let's do it this way. If you want to get in touch with Matt on Twitter, it's at Matt's TV Bytes. If you want to get in contact with Luke, it's at Luke Custard TV. And if you want to get in contact with Gary, it's at the Gary Show. God, look at that. That you was good. That was good. And we'll do all the shows backwards now from now on. That's how it works. do our last show, Live Clock 010. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I only watch this for Charlie Brooker. Yeah, it's me honest. too. I mean, it's sort of watch until Charlie Brooker does his segment and then turn off. Is that your sort of... Yeah. Um, Maybe... Mitchell rant, but then I don't find him funny every week. I mean, it's, it's to me, with 10 o'clock live, which is obviously the um, Channel 4's topical news show, I say topical, most of it happened at the beginning of last week. Yeah. Uh, I, it seemed to me almost like they didn't think they'd get this third series and are trying desperately not to get a fourth. I'm slightly and surprised that Jimmy Carr's back. And even then, even then in the first episode, they, they made reference to the tax. His tax joke, yeah. I mean... Uh, that, and that's a dated reference within it, in yeah. itself, really. I mean, Jimmy Carr's bit is to do that bit at the front. I mean, Lauren Laverne, I mean, her her role now just seems to be asking men what they think. She doesn't seem to have any sort of role on it at all. Look I mean, pretty talking, and keep talking the show about... Going. Sorry? Look pretty and keep the show going. That's what uh, her role is. She doesn't manage to do either of those things, in my yeah. opinion. But You talk about dated humour. There, there was a sketch last night about the Margaret Thatcher musical starring Les Dennis. I don't think anyone thought, you know, that was current. The only thing I felt slightly sorry for, for the 10 o'clock uh, live was if they'd started this programme two weeks ago, they would have been leading on the jokes on Margaret Thatcher, not the yeah, catch-up. That's true. So, they, they, you know, and, and, and it's very difficult. They did do a few Boston Bomber jokes, which were a bit near the knuckle. Uh, and did get a few oohs and ahs rather than less jokes, but they weren't as good as Luke. Exactly, there just wasn't uh, anything interesting going on this week that they could really lampoon. No. Um, well, the thing I always think mean, about ten o'clock live. Sorry, Luke, go on. No, you, well, the thing I always think about it. Sorry to interrupt you. Is it is the sort of show that Channel Four should be doing? Mm. Uh, but the problem is, it's not done well enough, and it's not those faces. I don't know, something just doesn't click with it. Something didn't click on day one and on series one, and it doesn't feel like they've yeah. been able to I, I mean, work out even like series three. Certain segments, and they seem to have got away from, like, Jimmy Carr dressing up like a woman and things like that, you know, when he did those sketches. Yeah. But the I thing don't think he knows what it wants to be. crescendo last night when they had that stupid debate with Katie flipping Hopkins and that journalist well, guy that I, I hate. Then, I'm so glad because... Oh, God. I mean, if I... I mean, I was watching it for... Well, both for this and the column that I write for the website. Um, so I decided to sit through it, but it was a, it was a chore. I mean, I don't know why they book these people because they know they're just going to have a fight and there's no, they're not going to have I like I don't know why this programme is an hour. It, it, this yes. is a 30-minute, 40-minute... 40-minute, you know, three, three, se three segment, yeah. program, say, 45 minutes, I would well, I would go for. But yeah, 10 o'clock live then. Uh, n not a great week for comedy this week. I mean, good good drama with the Ice Cream Girls and we all like, well, me and Gary like the American Primetime documentary. And I will now pass you over to Gary who will do the previews.
Indeed. Uh, so we have five newish shows to bring you. Uh, the first is on tonight. We talked a little bit about this last week, but we're going to talk a little bit more about it this week. The Politician's Husband, starting tonight on BBC Two at nine o'clock, starring uh, David Tennant, who I think has been in something recently. I can't think what, though. No. Uh, but um, not blonde. He's blonde in this. Just well, there you go. You. Big news. David Tennant is blonde. Um, and then the other woman is Emily Watson. Yeah. Oh, listen to the to the. This is the voice of somebody who didn't see the best drama of 2011, appropriate adult. Yeah, I know, but I should kick you off the podcast for not seeing that. I did see the shadow line for a year. Did you see appropriate adult? Yes, I have. The beginning, middle, and end. Yeah, he did it. Did it. He said he did it, and he did it. Uh, you guys have been fortunate enough to see the politicians. So I'm going to watch it live tonight with all the rest of the uh, the unwashed. The normal. Uh, the great normal. Um, give, give us kind of a non-spoilery feel of what this is like. I'll do it. Well, let's see whether um, our opinions on it match up. And I, I know Matt's opinion, so and it's worthy of listening to, so I'll pass it over to him in a minute. Do you know what? It's actually... It's a bit of fluff, the politician's husband. It's not going to win awards, it's not going to set the world alight, but as we've been so overwrought with crime drama and murder and all that sort of thing of late, it's actually quite refreshing to have a drama that isn't um, focused in that way. It's about the characters... And I'm not particularly a political drama fan, but I found something in this that worked for me. Uh, Matt says quite rightly that the writer is is probably better writing the family stuff than she is writing the um, political side of things. But there's some interesting things in there. And again, it's just a three-parter. If I would just give you like this, the sort of rundown of the plot basically is David Tennant plays a minister who resigns with the, with a theory that he's going to run for leadership. It backfires. Then later on, his wife Emily Watson gets uh, an offer to become a minister herself, and obviously then the roles in the marriage are reversed. So that's the basic plot of the politician's husband, and we'll talk a lot more about it when Gary's seen it next week. Yeah, all the unwashed. Indeed. Moving on, uh, there's a new magical programme. Magician, I suppose. Uh, Ben Earl, you've probably seen some of the trailers on Channel 4. That will be on this Friday at Channel 4, on Channel 4 at 9 o'clock. Bringing on the back of the success of the the, the series on watch with... um, What was his name? Dynamo. Dynamo. You were doing so well. I I was doing so well. So, are we seeing a slight resurgence in... Yeah, I mean, it is is that. It is Dynamo again. Extreme magic, isn't it? It's yeah, like, you know he's catching bullets and doing cars. But hasn't hasn't? That, I mean, Darren Brown like already magic, did the catching bullets, and things like that. Didn't Darren Brown already do the catching bullet? Yeah, but Ben L will do it like you know more stylish. I don't know. He with with like more music. Sort of I don't know whether magic. people will tune in for this because a lot of people might think it's Ben Elton trick artists, and they've yeah. already been warned. Or they'll probably think that it's, it's more of the uh, hit American comedy, My Name is Earl. <sighs> too many old jokes. Yeah. Too, many too many old, old jokes. Too many old jokes. <laughs> uh, moving on, uh, Greg's More Than Meets the Pies uh, will be on Sky One Matt on Monday. Matt made a great point about this that needs to be heard by Go the podcast ahead. listeners. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. I've forgotten about that. But, yeah, 
Greg's more than meets the pies, and it's the meat is but M E E T, but I think it should be spelled M E A T. Right, yes. More than meets the pies, but there you commit go. Commit to a pun. That's what you said, isn't it? Yeah. If you're gonna pun, commit. Yeah. If you're gonna get, if you're gonna do a bit of a pun, commit and go the whole way. Commit and go the full way. Uh, and of course, if it's uh, uh, Bro- 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 Greg's was in the news about six months ago, thanks to the pastry tax, it was more like a year ago actually. Um, and of course, didn't one of the Apprentice winners work for Greg's at the time when? She was being know. hired. Oh, the yes, one she's the runner-up, wasn't she? That to run up. That's it. Yes. Eleven. So, um, so presumably, then, if you've got a um, like a Cornish pasty living in your spare room, mm-hmm. you're being charged phenomenal amounts for that, aren't you? <laughs> what the pastry? What the pastry tax on top of the bedroom tax? But if that Cornish pasty has a smaller Cornish pasty, you can claim back to <laughs> That's the sort of joke to look what live should be doing. They have contacted me about script writing, uh, but I'm a bit busy. And now on to the... This is what we decided to put on when Broadchurch finished section of the show. <laughs> yeah. ITV bow and take a bow as they bring you, first of all, Vicious. Laughter lives. Yeah, left the lips and kills the way. Although saying that, seeing like uh, Ian McKell and Derek Jacoby, you don't really think about living that much on that. On that, on that show. Um, oh my God, the tours are out tonight. They both they both play pretty much themselves. Yeah, they're both playing. They're both playing the same character in this um, as each other. Really, uh, they're two elderly men in a relationship, in a gay relationship, living in this dark house. They don't like the lights the light to come in. They've got a, a young guy living above them in a flat. They've got friends who play both Francis Delatore is one of them. It's camp humour. It's alright for one viewing. I've seen one. I don't have any urge to see no. the rest. Yeah. I'm watching one and then that'll be yeah. it. Yeah. Can I just say that um, on, on the one show right now, I, I normally have the tell They're currently doing Me and My Hot Tub. Members of the public tell stories of how much they love their hot tub while sitting in the hot tub. I that love the that you're concentrating. I'm sorry. I mean, I know a nation will now be hoping that they can go back and watch this on iPlayer, um, and I'd heartily not recommend it. Talking of reasonable not recommendations, uh, the other ITV comedy on at 9:30 is The Job Lot. Now, I don't know a lot about this one, and Matt, you you think you might be able to stick with this one, or you think this no, is I'm better than Vicious? This one. I, I, yeah, Job, What's it job about? Lot is about a job centre. It's got Russell Toby from him and her, Sarah Hadland for Randa. Uh, Emma Rigby's in there as well from Prisoners' Wives. It's it's a good. Uh, I, I think it's quite a good observational uh, program about comedic people. style. It's the opposite of vicious, really. Yeah, isn't it's it? it's a bit. It remind put me in mind of Trollied a little bit. I mean, that's right. maybe where oh, I think sort of being pitched towards. It's basically you know people who wouldn't hang around together if they didn't work together, and it's got all the. It's well observed, I think. So you know, I know people. Some of the characters in it, I know people like that, so I found it quite amusing. Right. And there's a good performance from. I oh, what's the actress's name? She's in Downton Abbey. I can't remember her name right now, but she plays. Siobhan um, Finneran. No. Maggie Sophie, Smith. Sophie McShearer, is that right? Oh, she was in Waterloo Road years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She's her. She plays like the job, a job seeker who who just applies for like really sort of jobs that she's not qualified for, 
and then you know sort of fake illnesses to keep signing on, which is I think sort of a fairly apt. Uh, so they're, they're, them's the previews, and I'm going to introduce, with four minutes remaining of this podcast, a new section of the podcast, which we won't do weekly. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But I'm going to introduce it. It's called, Matt's been to another screening. And <laughs> <laughs> and this time, <laughs> this time I sent him to uh, hang around with Gillian Anderson and the cast of BBC Two's new crime drama, which will be on in three weeks' time when The Politician's Husband is finished. That's been confirmed now. It's called The Fool. So here is Matt talking about The Fool in a brand new segment. Matt's been to another screening. Yay! Um, I'll be talking about The Fool while Luke's playing The Fool. Um, the Fool is a... <laughs> <laughs> the the fall is a new uh, uh, drama. Gillian uh, Anderson stars as a uh, a chief. I think she's a chief superintendent. She comes from England to uh, Ireland to uh, review a case of a, a young female lawyer who was murdered. Uh, while she's there, she she finds out that there's more cases of of young professional women who've been murdered, and tries to make a link between them. And at the same time, we see the guy who's actually committing these murders and we see he's like a normal guy he's a family man he's a counselor but at the same time you know he's he's out stalking girls with the um, you know the purpose of trying to kill him off uh, i found it very stylish a good idea and gillian anderson was good in it but i i found it hard to sort of care about a lot of the characters i would say that would be my review you know my sort of quick review of it but I'll, I'll you know it's on in a few weeks so we can talk about it when uh, when it comes on i'm sure both of you will have uh, strong opinions on it either way and that was our new segment matt's been to another screening i i, I, need, need, I, I need some music like dun, 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 dun. Uh, 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 voiceover thing Jingle. yeah anyway so uh, that's it. We're done. It. If you want to get in touch with any of us on Twitter, you can. I'm at Luke Custard TV. I'm at The Gary Show. And I'm at Matt's TV Vine. With an improportionate amount of things. Good boy. Um, we have got loads of stuff on the website, including very soon our my and Matt's interview with the head of Red Productions. She's the lady behind big hits like Last Tango in Halifax, Scott and Bailey, and the show I still want to go ahead and rewatch called Exile. Which and, my bit, uh, and my bit about Endeavours on there now. And Gary... <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I might have got that... I might have got... <laughs> I was going to say that next. Uh, oh, wait, you, okay. uh, Gary's review of Endeavour and why it stands out in a world of crime drama. Uh, the Custard TV podcast can be found on iTunes and on Spreaker. And of course at thecustardtv.com where you can get all the latest news, TV reviews and interviews whenever you get that urge. Thank you ever so much, people of the internet. Bye! Yeah. Take care. Bye-bye. Get the latest TV news direct from thecustardtv.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.